Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cave Pod podcast, episode number two. Um, we are on our second week here, made it through the first week, got a decent audience base. I'm excited to get this second one kicked off with you guys. All right, Alice, I'll let you go ahead and kick it off. Uh, let everyone know what the structure is, and we'll dive into the fantasy football side now. All right, well, uh, thanks for joining us again, everybody. Uh, we had an action-packed last week, and we have a lot coming at you today. Um, I know there's different ends of the spectrum for a lot of people. Some people are struggling. Some people are killing it. Some people started off the season not so great and are hot all of a sudden. And what I think uh, is a good subject for this week is, say you're on the bottom half and you're looking up towards the playoffs, what kind of moves should you be doing? Uh, this mm. week, should, should you trade your players? Should you hang on to some of your players? Uh, should oh, yeah. You, start hitting the waiver wire a little bit harder because I know some people have some waiver dollars left over. Uh, what do you do with that going forward? Right on, right on. Yeah, man. So I know just reflecting on our league, I think, what is it, from second place to 11th place, there's a one-game separation? Exactly, exactly. Right on. Man, that is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's very close across the board, um, especially after last week. But, I mean, that puts really, I mean, so really all 11 teams are in somewhat of a panic mode. Obviously, those with lower points are in a bit of heavier panic mode. Um, but I do think at this point, we're past the midseason uh, point of the year. And yep. if you need to, you kind of need to start buying wins now. Um, it's kind of my stance on this. Because early on, you save a lot of wins, you don't make trades or you don't. Uh, or you pick up some guys to save them for hopefully the playoffs um, and for kind of that later run. But now is the time. You kind of have to make those short-term trades and start buying those wins to even get into the playoffs. Yep, yep, exactly, exactly. And it's it's tough to look at some of the teams on the bottom and and wonder, like, what their tactic is going forward. Do you, do you have an identity? Do you have any kind of possible moves that you could make to fill a hole? And I see that a lot with people trying to change their identity, trying to move forward without any, any real structure to their team. And it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. Uh, like yeah. Tarek, for example, keeps coming at me with, with these trades. And I, I, I'm wondering, do I really need to make them? Because if, if, if I'm filling a hole right now, that's going to leave me a gap for, say, week 12. I have a buy uh, for my quarterback, for Matt Ryan. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's not really fixing anything for me long term that's just gonna give me a bandage i'm just kicking the can down the road yeah here so um, t t so what are some what are some i feel like you you'd have a good eye for this um what are some like potential trades or some guys that you think may have been hot names and have had some decent production but now might be the time to get rid of them um and buy into some other players who can give you that immediate production to get you a couple games i think at this point, what else was saying that for the long term, how does it help me? Well, we just went over the whole league. We have about seven, eight teams separated by one game, one game. And we're on the second half of the season. Now, if you started off that, you've given you've been given a couple weeks to catch up and, you know, level out your team going forward. You don't have that same comfort or leisure. So I feel like right. you have to, like you said, buy some wins now. Waiver wire has got to be done. And then sometimes, listen, you got to bite the bullet, man. If you got to lose on the overall spectrum of 
of a trade or your identity in a trade, but it's going to help you in the near now and it's going to get you competitive for next week. You handle that problem next week. Sometimes that's what it is, fantasy football. You push your problems to the side till the later you deal with them later. You got RB issues, you try to deal with them week by week. You know, there's things you have to fix. There's things that you can you try to just push because right now, this league one one game apart, you got to make that push, people. You guys got to get the separation because you lose. Build on that point. Like we were saying, we got some bottom three, three and four teams, right? Right. I think at this point going forward, take it off my experience, I think consistency at certain areas that you've been gambling with has to be given up. I know I learned that in my experience with wide receiver and quarterback. Right. We're too late in the season right now to take some gambles on some flex here and there. You want to be cute and pick somebody up, think for a high ceiling, okay. But you can't be doing that at your set positions. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people in our league, you know, they there's positions that are kind of saturated in. Yeah. We'll take Sonny, for example. He's saturated in wide receivers, and his dude is in desperate need of a running back. Yep. He's got a two tight end. He's got, you know, all these receivers, but he wants his face value, and he's showing his team is getting punished by it. You know, there's dudes like that. I feel like you got to separate yourself. You got to make moves. Right, you got right. teams like who just suffered a horrible, horrible injury to the face of his team, basically, and the team that made him what somewhat dangerous. I feel like you yeah, have to come back. You have to fight that, right. you know? Um, yeah, 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 and I think I think we're all on the same page of hey, now is the time to kind of ditch long term unless you're at the top and you can take yeah, you can risk a couple a losses. Comfort. Sorry, I said uh, at least you have a little comfort in point and exactly. wins and a, big point, and a big thing in points. Right, right, exactly. Point. So yeah, I think we're all on the same page of like being a little bit more short term focused at this point in the season and trying to really buy those wins immediately. So let's let's try to just give some examples of what that looks like, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you that for my team, Keenan Allen, a guy who produced heavily off the bat, but has really stunk it up the past couple of weeks. Um, I mean, is that a guy that you get rid of and 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 try to fill in the hole because you know that Philip Rivers has been missing some deep balls where Keenan Allen was open last week and has has, has really just been off this season. Uh, you got Hunter Henry back. Is that a guy you try to get rid of? You know, just, just as an example. But what are some other guys that you think should be dealt? Um, and what are some of those examples of moves that need to be made? Uh, one, one example for me off the bat is uh, Patrick Mahomes. If you have Mahomes right now and you're at, say, three and four, two and five, maybe even four and three. It might be a good idea to trade him right now. He's out for three weeks, maybe. True. Let's, let's say he comes back in two weeks. Uh, can your team really afford two weeks without uh, your, your star quarterback? Especially when With you that type get, of production. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Especially when you can get, like, say, a running back one, like a David Johnson or like a Julio Jones. Like, that's that's always a good option that you need to take. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, good, that's a good one. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and with your with your uh, Keenan Allen, for example, uh, in a vacuum, I would say try to keep him. But yeah. I think everybody in our league knows and respects him. And you can try to get depth because right now your RB2 position is kind of looking a little shaky. Saquon is great, obviously. Mark Ingram, uh, if, if you can find some stability with that. Uh, I, maybe go after like a, a Sony Michelle or uh, Adam Thielen, somebody that would be sold high right now. Yeah, you know, Adam Thielen's an interesting one because he's actually, I mean, he's out this week, isn't he? I yeah. think he's already been announced out for Thursday night. 
Yeah, see, those those temporary injuries, man, is really tough to deal with at this point of the year. Yeah. Because exactly. your waiver wires are thin. No. Yeah. You know, a guy for me that I would be on the trade is Tyreek Hill. I think right now, like, if I'm looking at my, I'm, I'm looking yeah. at my team as dope. If I'm looking at that team and I see these receivers that he's got, he's got some production there. He's got a horse and Russell Wilson to lead his way. When you got a quarterback you can hang your hat on like that, you can build around him, but you need consistency with him is what you need. You know, and I think his running backs are just, he's right now, he's missing an opportunity to make a trade. Especially, I mean, it might be hard to sell Hill with Mahomes out and stuff, but we saw that he put up the numbers. Honestly, I don't, I don't even think so. I think you can demand one of the highest prices for a guy like Tyreek Hill. Yep. You could, I, I think, and I, I could see, I could see the sense of someone paying. Yeah, that kind of final power is not gained on anywhere. So I mean, I, I'm I mean, sure I, everybody would like their chops at it. I really think that you can pair Tyreek Hill with another person from your team, trade him for a wide receiver one, and on top of that, get another solid guy, like maybe an RB two or something like that. I, I really do think that Tyreek Hill demands that type of price, just because that guy can explode. For mm-hmm. 40 points any weekend. Mm-hmm. He wins you. He yeah. That's a, no, that's a great that's a great example as well. Cool. So any any other uh subjects that we can talk about include like uh say you have a lot of waiver wire dollars now, uh, and this week you missed on Ty Johnson. Do you start betting heavy now? Or yeah. do you just doing Dude, start. I mean, personally, I think be aggressive on the waiver wire. The waiver wires are starting to run thin, right? I mean, generally, waiver wires. Yeah, like the first four weeks is when you can buy a lot of guys who are high impact guys um, mm-hmm. for decent prices. But now it's like every week, there's only a couple guys that everyone is going after. Um, so, you, you know, if you have waiver wire dollars, like spend that money, take some of those risks. But then also, I mean, it's not. I mean, think about potentially, you know, seeing what your what your opponent's needs are, and spending some money just to keep them from getting them. Because again, those wins they're coming down to the wire now, and those wins are are getting expensive. So those types of strategies, I think, would go a long way. I think right now waiver wire is huge. I think trade asset wise, it's huge. As in, not just you are gaining someone that you can trade or something. It's you're gaining someone that makes it easier for you to trade someone else. If I'm gaining yeah. a tie Johnson like this on free agency. I have a little more leisure to play around and hear some offers for Gurley or Carson's. Yep. If Ty Johnson pans out in a week, and it just you get if you have if you have waiver dollars right now and you're missing positions like key positions like running back and you're not making bids for these guys, you really need to start asking yourself what are you doing. Right. Yep. See that's that right there. T just spoke on a veteran strategy right there. Pick up <laughs> guys for free agency that produce not necessarily as much as big name guys, but close enough. So that you can trade away those big name guys because they have higher prices, but you're still covering the production from the free agency pickup. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think a lot of people are thinking that right now with uh, Chase Edmonds and David Johnson, especially the people that got screwed by him last week. <laughs> yeah, man. David Johnson's in a tough situation right now. <laughs> Luckily, you have both of them. Yeah. If you have the handcuff, you're golden. Yeah. I don't know how people miss on handcuffs. Like you have a stud running back, you have to have his backup running back. Like that's that's well, certain handcuffs are elementary. different. You know? All right, should we? Let's jump. Let's wrap this up and let's jump over to the next segment.
Yo, thank you for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate your support. I know by now you're probably a little bit hungry. Maybe you're thinking about getting some Arabic food. If you're in the Canton, Michigan area, you're in luck. Hit up Sultan's Express. They're on the corner of Ford Road and Sheldon by that IHOP. They got some really good Arabic food. They got lunch specials starting at $7. Their minushis are fire. The other day, me and my friends, we got a minushi. It took three of us to finish it in, in over an hour. Amazing. Good portions, good prices, good food. They're on Sheldon and Ford Road, Canton, Michigan, Sultan's Express. Hit them up. Tell them that Cave Pod sent you. Next on the podcast, we're going to take a look at all the matchups for week eight. Uh, the first matchup will go with myself versus Sheed. Uh, I'm, I'm in a tough spot off the bat. Uh, I have to I have to pick up Kenny Stills. I don't know what I'm going to do with David Johnson. Uh, I have to start TJ Hawkinson. My, my whole lineup is a mess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what, though? I, you know, this is a tough one. Crazy, though. Honestly, but Alex's perspective of this, I agree with him. He needs some firepower. I agree with the Kenny Stills move. Yeah. No, that's I think you're doing, you know, I think you're this, doing what you have to do. This is going to be a sloppy matchup right now because <laughs> Sheed is, she's got a lot of guys that are out. Um, still, Devonta Adams is still out, right? And it looks like he's coming back. He's questionable. He practiced actually today. Okay. I mean, he is with the toe, so it's like, I mean, you can't depend on his production probably. Exactly. Um, he might. He's a game time decision, so she might be running a little risk with keeping him in there if he doesn't have a backup okay. situation. So that's something to look forward. This is going to be a sloppy game, and she just got out of a sloppy one against me, which I'm still very bitter about. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think, uh, I think she pulls this one out. I think Aaron Rodgers. I mean, how, how can I mean? After what Aaron Rodgers did last week, you got to believe that he's probably going to put up at least thirty points again this week. Yeah. It's 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 a Sunday night showdown, Kansas City versus Green Bay. You know Aaron Rodgers is gonna come and ball out. Yep. And he's also got Juju Smith Schuster against Miami. That's that's a tough one to swallow. So uh, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, Sheed 120 to me 110. Uh, okay. I, I need him to beat me this week. It's sloppy for me. Uh, and Tarko, one, what were you saying? Um, I think it goes a little bit higher. Honestly, Sheed goes a little 130 to about 90. I see too many question marks for you at your main positions. With yeah. Julio, I think Matt Ryan being hurt, you don't know what to, what to expect. You got Chase Edmonds and David Johnson. You don't know how to share the unit, what's going on. And they're playing a very stingy New Orleans D at yep. New Orleans. That's a very tough matchup for you. Yep. So I just, I don't see, and honestly, no offense, I don't see the other guys to kind of carry you on their back or can have those kind of games. I know Latavius did what he just did, but Kamara should be coming back. Exactly. Exactly. That's, I, I'm I'm on alert this week, and I'm very I tough one. And I, I'm hoping for another ugly win. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need some um, honestly right. because Rogers at Kansas City. If Mahomes isn't playing, which it doesn't look like it, I mean, I do like that in your favor. I don't see Rogers throwing too much like that then. Yep. But yeah, I'm going Sheed 130 to about 95. All right. All right. Next matchup is the matchup of the bro- brothers. Uh, the number one Usman versus number 12 Bear. Uh, Bear's got a really nice matchup this week with uh, Le'Veon against Jacksonville. But otherwise, it's it's tough, man. Uh, Greg Olson against San Fran, Odell against New England. Uh, yeah. 
he's a little sloppy again, but I, I, I can't I can't see him putting up more than 120 this week. Yeah, I just there's too many holes there too, honestly. Uh, yeah, I think I think Bear man Bear is on a, is on a tough ride at this point. Mm-hmm. Bad matchups, had tough luck. I mean, what he suffered from, what he's been suffering from, is he has stars on bad teams. Yeah. yeah. So if the team is putting up a touchdown a week, no matter how many stars they have, like they're going to be limited, right? So he's suffering from that classic big name, bad team, so he can't get production out of it. And I don't see that. And again, I mean, you've got Odell versus New England. You're not going to get much out of that this week either. So. I don't see I don't see him pulling it off this week. Uh, he's playing against Usman, who came off a big win uh, against number two Airfat. Uh, Usman's team has been killing it this week. He's missing Lamar Jackson. He's missing his uh, Baltimore contingent, but uh, also Adam Thielen is out. But he had a really strong performance from Michelle. Uh, he's got McCaffrey back this week. Uh, Jacoby Brissett in a sneaky nice matchup against Denver. Uh, He's also adopted the Buffalo Bills Mafia, which is really nice to see. Not that many people have that, <laughs> not that many people think that highly of Buffalo, but he's he's on that bandwagon too. Yeah, I mean, they, they, their defense has been respected though for the past couple of years. I think, I mean, Buffalo has always there's always been a team in the league that has rostered Buffalo Bills. Um, I mean, they've they've been a high turnover machine over the past couple of years. Also playing a crappy division other than New England. So, smart weather. move, smart move, Basman. Yep. Well, we'll see what happens with Eckler. Uh, Melvin Gordon looked absolutely atrocious last week, so maybe Melvin Gordon gets some more looks. All right. Um, personally, I have it. I got to see Osman winning this game, honestly. I just, for Bear, I feel like I want to say that his guys are due, you know, a Le'Veon performance or Odell performance. But to be honest, Le'Veon hasn't been Le'Veon, and Odell hasn't been Odell. Like, I mean, I haven't seen one Odell play this season. So yeah. I don't and those guys to kind of have that game for him. I just think there's this is the week to want to play Osman if there is a week, honestly, without Lamar, without Thielen. McCaffrey's playing the Niners at San Fran. This is the week to catch him, you know, and I just think unfortunately for him, lucky for him, I guess the team catching him can't do much with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like Bears going to stay at that what it would be one in seven. Ugh, that mm-hmm. is nasty. Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, next matchup. Uh, this is actually a really interesting matchup. But this is another tough one for Airfat uh, as the number two seed taking on Vicky number three. Uh, I mean, it's it's a battle of probably the most complete team versus the defending champ. Uh, Vicky's team. Yeah. Running back. And just, his receivers are great. His quarterback is good. Yeah, Vicky, Vicky's solid, man. Vicky is solid up and down the board. Mm-hmm. He's got some pretty decent matchups this week. Uh, Brady versus Cleveland, um, Hopkins versus Oakland, uh, Chris Carson at Atlanta, Fournette, Fournette, Jets, Jets is a sneaky good defense, but I mean, he's, he's got some very solid matchups there. Um, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I, I mean, taking a look at Airfight, Airfight actually has some decent matchups too, but <laughs> Vicky's team is just too high, like too high powered. I mean, I see him pulling this off. I'm with you on that one. This is this is probably another another loss for Airfat. It's been two in a row now. Looking at three straight. I uh, know we might have to push push the panic button after this week. <laughs> He'll, he's facing some adversity for the first time in a while. Yeah. 
let's let's see how he reacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta go. Honestly, Vicky's got way too complete. You look at top to bottom, from quarterback to receivers, there's really not even a hole there. His backs all get the volume. You gotta love it. His kicker's phenomenal. And honestly, one thing I gotta give Vicky some credit on is he's been doing his job with the defensive picks. So yeah, he's getting points on where it's relying on him. And obviously his tight end is just he showed that he's got superstar in him. Oh man, that was a beautiful pick. And honestly, watching hard knocks, I should have been on top of that. But yeah, I feel like everybody's fighting. <laughs> okay. So I guess uh, everybody's in agreement. Vicky's gonna win that game. Yeah, uh, I, on, think, on, I think Airfed though has some positive things to look forward, especially with getting his guy back and getting Breeze. Yeah, Breeze. Um, yeah. I heard that he's a—he uh, might even be questionable. Might even play this game. So I mean, that would be kind of rumors. I feel, man, I really think that they should rest him. They've been winning without him. Just make sure he's fully healthy before he comes back. back. But yeah, I agree. But anyways. Yep. All right. Next. So the next, the next matchup is a matchup of two lowly teams, uh, two teams that are struggling lately. Uh, Sultan uh, coming off that Mahomes injury uh, and also Melvin Gordon not looking too good overall. He's facing off against Sani, who's looking to rebound after losing two in a row. Oh, man. Yeah, this, this is, is a good one. Yeah, this is actually a very good matchup. Because this actually, I mean, this, the winner gets pretty good hope. Yep. And the loser really starts to sink the ship. Yep. Um, and both teams are actually struggling right now. I'm going to go, I know that Sultan's missing some big pieces, but I'm going to go with Sultan because I really think that Sani's that deep of a hole right now. Mentally, mm-hmm. psychologically, all the above. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that too, and and honestly, nothing brought me more joy than watching his backup running backs kill it on my team this week. That was absolutely brilliant, and we had Justice Hill sitting on his bench as if he's gonna do anything for him. How how is Justice Hill on a roster in our league? I have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Justice Hill, sure, he's I'm sure he's a great running back, but for fantasy purposes, I don't know, man. Sonny, you're you're messing up with that. Sorry, man. Moves like that are just killing you, man. Just killing you. And he keeps telling me that it's, uh, we'll see, it's it's fine, it's not a big deal. But I mean, these these are the wins, man. You need these wins. You're three and yep. four right now. If you had those two guys last week, you would have been four and three. Your season outlook would be completely different right now. You could have taken that Kamara injury and not worried about it. Instead, now you, you gotta win out. Yeah, you gotta win out. And it's like, you've put yourself in this kind of bind, you know? Um, I don't even know what's going on with the Kamara. Is he is he gonna miss again this week or what's going on? No matter what, honestly, he's got a tough for Arizona team that plays good against the run. So I mean, I can't see them there if he's injured really how he is after seeing Murray, they're gonna mm-hmm. probably limit him. So that's gonna kill him. And then he's got a bye. So now you're without your superstar for two, three weeks. So quick, quick note on Kamara. He so according to Yahoo, remains sidelined for Wednesday's practice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Side note, Jared Cook is also out. Um, since he is the hot commodity these days in our league. <laughs> and the coach who plays, he knows it's the long haul. So he knows if his guy is banged up and they just won without him, they can win against Arizona at home without him. So, exactly, exactly. You rest Kamara the guy like be, Kamara, man. Kamara might come in and play a driver to me, be a distraction. I don't see him getting the Kamara numbers that we're used to. Yep, not looking good for Sami. That's for sure. I think Sultan needs a couple things to go his way. If those things do go his way, he can get this win. That's. I look at Sultan's team. The only problem is, other than Godwin, Mac has had his games here and there, but they're so 
sporadic production. They are, yeah. They need a little more consistency. You know, it's just tough. It's a real yeah, tough. Yeah, he hasn't thing. got what what Marlon Max should be giving. His injuries are killing. He just, yeah, injuries. I mean, that just has not been received, unfortunately. Uh, I, no, I feel, like, I feel like Marlon Mack is more exciting as a trade piece than as an actual fantasy asset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that if you have stud receivers and a stud quarterback or something, and he can just fill in a spot and get you your production, occasionally get you a twenty point. He's that guy. He's not a guy you rely on. You can't hang a hat on. Him. No, if I, if no, I can tell can. you, top three players on your team, and Marlon Mack is one of them. You got issues. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, this is this is a tough matchup to pick. Uh, just looking at it, projections and and matchups and everything. Uh, I got to I'm going to go with Sultan. I'm going to go with Sultan with this one. Yeah, I'm uh, going Sultan as well. He has better players. Uh, The the one thing, if Evans has one of those games, then the needle takes towards Sani. But uh, just Kamara is playing. I'm going off the stipulation Kamara plays. Honestly, Kamara doesn't play. I probably would give him Sultan, to be honest with you, too. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is is a pick-em game, honestly. It's it's hard to pick one or the other. He does have the Rams versus Cincy, though. So he does have golf and cooks going there. <laughs> All right. So uh, next matchup uh, is uh, Tarek versus Khalid. Tarek opens as a 27-point favorite. Tarek's been hot lately. Uh, he's got yeah. his players coming back. He's made a few moves this week. Uh, very interesting. Uh, it's a very big week for Big trade. Three and four. Uh, yeah. Tarek, tell, tell us about your trade real quick. Um, you know, I've recon- I've thought about my trade over and over again, and I've been thinking about it. I'm like, man, the timing of it is kind of dumb when you look at my. Yeah, just quick, quickly before we jump into the trade, uh, just just say say what the trade exactly was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So, my trade was I finally traded one of my running backs. I traded Aaron Jones to Airfet. Traded Aaron Jones, Christian Kirk, and the Pittsburgh defense for Dak Prescott, T. Y. Hilton, and Jamal Williams. Nice. Yeah. Now I think. Like I was telling uh, Erfa in the trade, the timing of this trade is what makes it kind of weird and interesting because I've needed a quarterback God knows how long since the draft. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I've had these three running backs since the draft. And I've kind of, my identity's always been the running back heavy three type, three guy, you know, guy. Just all running backs, three headed monster. Yeah. With my receivers, I've been playing Russian roulette, honestly. And I've just noticed that this time of the year, I need more consistency in my lineup. I need less headache. I need more production from my QB and receiver, especially in these coming weeks. I have a brutal schedule. So I felt like a move was needed to be made. And honestly, it, it had to be done. I feel like it had to be done. Now that I have Dak Prescott, TY, I got some options. I'm still good at running back depth. I just, I got to look for today and next week against Osman. I got to be able to put up some production. So it was a right move. That, I think, I think that was a, yeah, I think that was a huge move, actually, on T's part, filling multiple holes with solid guys. Mm-hmm. Got his quarterback and, and Dak, who he might not end up starting the whole, you know, for the rest of the year. But for the next couple of games, I think he pulled out some good wins there. Has a solid receiver in T.Y. now. His running back core is still filled up with Connor and Cook. Um, he's got his tight end back in Hunter Henry. And then the flex um, in the flex play, I mean, that's he usually goes by the matchups. I think he's a very balanced team now, and he was able to pull off a couple consecutive wins is going to continue riding that streak beat Khaled this week Khaled's got a lot of guys missing too 
Amari Cooper, Zeke. Also, honestly, me too. Yeah. We keep forgetting about him. He's got Amari Cooper out, Zeke out. Yeah, um, and he also, he lost carry-on this week. And, it is, and then his, and the asset that he traded for, Jared Cook, he's hurt also. And he dropped Delaney Walker. So the dude is not looking too hot right now. Yeah. It's it's funny. It's like he took these steps forward and he just kind of shot himself in the foot at the same time. And that's kind of the story of Colin throughout his uh, fantasy history. Can't say it wasn't expected. So exactly. We'll see. Being on the inside of this matchup. Being on the inside of this matchup, this is one of those matchups that kind of raises your eyebrow because you think off the bat that you should win this win because he's got multiple guys on buys. I'm actually worried because I know fantasy and I know how cruel it can be. You know, I like my odds, but we know how the world is. As Hayat had yeah, that, I, I know. Yeah, I was gonna say I know exactly what that, how that <laughs> feels. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see what we'll be talking about next week. But right now, I'm going with T. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go with T too. Uh, just a more complete team. He upgraded his receivers, like you said. Uh, overall, so balanced, man. Now, now your team is looking scary, Tarek. Now it's you're turning it around. It is. Yeah, it's it's not that one in five mess that we had a few weeks ago. Yeah, I, I really. Uh, I'm liking my team coming together a little bit. I'm getting a little production from Diggs. I love that Henry's back. He was, oh my God. If my backs can just stay and do their thing, uh, you know, I got my quarterback now. I got a couple options. I, I like my odds. I like where I'm going. Uh, I'm picking myself too in this game. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right so one last matchup we got. Uh, it's our very own Hayat. He's facing off against Doe. Uh, Hayat is still in sixth place. He's right there in the playoff spot. But this is a big game for both of you guys. Man. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'll be honest. I'm worried, dude. Doe's got a very sneaky good team with guys who can just blow up for, you know, 160. Russell Wilson, Tyreek Hill, even Austin Hooper now at this point. I mean, Marvin Jones was a huge game last week. So, you know, I'm I'm a little worried. I think if I make it through this, I have a decent stretch coming up. That I think I'd feel a little more confident about pulling out wins. I do think that I will win this week. I, I mean, you got to think that the big names I have on my team are eventually going to produce. Um, Cup, Allen, Deshaun Watson, Barkley, Kittle. I mean, you think that they're going to come home with some big points at some point, and I'm hoping it's this week, so I'm gonna go ahead and vote for myself, but I am a little worried, Tyson Doe. Um, yeah, honestly, it's like you said, I, I kinda gotta go with you on this one too, just because you gotta, there's no way Deshaun Watson has three bad games. Barkley has yet to have that 200 yard from scrimmage to multiple touchdown game. I'm, and you know, I know if there's one guy in the NFL that can do it, it's Barkley on the snap of a finger, so I, Every week I face this week, I I don't get why not this week, honestly. So I'm still yeah. going with that. I just think the team overall, you know, you can say what you want about Allen and Cup and these guys. These guys, they can produce and they can produce plenty. Yeah. Let's you know, hope it's this week. <laughs> I also think production in other positions that will make up for, you know, even having uh, Mark Ingram on by and having Tariq Cohen. You get your yeah. sneak in from there and I think you should be fine. I'm going for the reception with Cohen. Really banking on that. So let's see. You should be worried some of Russell Wilson. We know what he can do. Yeah. yeah. The guy on your side not too bad either, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, man. Let's see. I, I was I was hurt when that touchdown got taken away. Uh, the one where he was like being pulled by his leg and they called him down as a sack. Oh. 
brutal. Absolutely brutal. I, I think I felt like they called it just a little too early on that one. Yeah. They did, but you're going to protect the quarterback, you know. Yeah. yeah, he had him in his grasp. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to have to side with all you guys. I'm, I'm with Hayat on this week. Uh, Hayat does bring the juice every week. It's a big week. Uh, this this is the separation for you, Hayat, man. This is an early playoff test. And if it is. I'm, I'm with you all the way, and I think you're definitely a, a playoff contender. Possibly a, a first-round bye contender if, if the top teams start falling off. Yeah, if if I lose this week, I might have to blow things up. So, TBD. Yeah. TBD. <laughs> trade. I've been asking you all year. True. <laughs> but no, I true, play you week one. So, yeah, I need yeah. you to keep Julio through that week, by the way. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's on bye against me. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, any final thoughts, you guys? Nah, man, keep the comp- keep the competitive spirit rolling real close between everybody everyone's I think on edge right too now too. Uh, keep it going I think it's too close six games you guys don't be scared to make moves right now don't be scared to make moves but also you gotta hang tight on some time situation so I'm excited to see these next six weeks it's crazy how things can play out I've never seen a league this close it's, it's gonna be fun mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so I'm so geeked I'm so happy to be part of this league it's so competitive and every week you're on edge Hell yeah. Um, so anyways, guys, uh, the World Series is going on right now. Uh, the first game was yesterday. Today's the second game. Uh, you guys got any thoughts? All right, great. So uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks for joining. Uh, we'll be back at you guys next week. Got some more uh, interesting podcasts, interesting subjects coming at you. Uh, thanks for listening. Well, let's transition away from football, guys. Talk about some basketball. Uh, we have a new segment today. It's going to be called Popping Off. Uh, well, Ali's here to take the lead. Go ahead. All right, man. It's, it's me here with uh, me, Ali, and then Kayat, of course. What's up, guys? Yo. So we're going to be talking about basketball here, probably weekly or um, depending on how the season goes. But we just want to talk about some NBA preview stuff, talk about some future stuff that's going to happen, our predictions. Um, so we'll start with you, Hayat. Um, who do you think is going to win the, NBA, the championship this year? Let's start yeah. right there, man. Man, it is tough to say. It's just so much paired in the NBA this year. Uh, so many changes makes it hard to predict. Um, I'm going to, you know, very hesitantly going to go ahead and pencil in the LA Clippers. Um, just stout defensively across the board, all premier defenders. Um, and I think that is going to carry them through the playoffs. And then you have a couple of guys who can go get buckets at will and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So I'm going to go with that team, but hesitant about it. So we'll see. Yeah. What about you, Ross? Uh, well, you guys know, I always pick different teams. So (laughs) (laughs) there's definitely nothing new. All right. So the way I see it, look, it's 50-50. It's either going to be an East West East Coast team or a West Coast team that's going to win it. Uh, I'm going to go with the East this year. I really like Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, they okay. got a team. Um, it's just saying that I'm assuming that they're going to win the East. That's To me, they could be favorites. Brooklyn is nice, but they're going to be missing Durant. Uh, 
Miami is not really that complete of a team. I feel like Boston might have taken a step back. What about uh, the Bucks? The, oh, I mean, I haven't gone to the Bucks yet, man. The Bucks <laughs> are a great team, and it's going to come down to to us maybe a seven game series. Uh, keep an eye out for the Pistons, though. They're going to be good. All right, don't lie to our One, listeners yeah. like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, question question about the Bucks or not the Bucks? Sorry, uh, the 76ers. So, who do you think, like during crunch time? Who is kind of the go-getter in terms of getting that bucket when they absolutely need it? You know, two minutes to go, they need a bucket. Who's the guy to go to? Last year was like Jimmy Butler who was the closer. Who's right. it this last year? year? Last year was Jimmy Butler. They lost that. Another player that's going to be missing for the 76ers this year is going to be J.J. Redick. He really yeah. spread out. The uh, he was underrated defensively. All that movement. He had a lot of chemistry with Joel Embiid in particular. And... That's that's a tough question, man. Who's gonna take the last shot? Obviously, I would like Embiid to take it. Uh, yeah. Does he have that desire? I think so. Uh, this year, he really has to take a, another step forward. Every year, we've seen quantum leaps in his uh, development, mm-hmm. and it's exciting to see what comes forward. Uh, another yeah. thing too, uh, Ben Simmons, man. Everybody been, has been talking smack about him. He can't shoot. He can't shoot. He's coming up. Three <laughs> pointers in preseason. He's doing his pre-season. thing. Preseason, wetting them things from far. <laughs> I know that's true, man. They were celebrating like they won the championship. <laughs> right. <It's> terrible. <laughs> Who knows, man? They might have over the course of the next five years seen that jumper go in. Man, it might just. Happen. I don't. I, I don't see them staying together. Uh, you know, past their next contract, but that's a story for another day. Um, so I've, I started this Google form where I had some people fill in some responses for over, under, total wins and some summaries. Um, for the champion, a lot of you guys predicted either the Lakers or the Clippers. Like, those were the heavy favorites. Uh, one person voted the Sixers, probably else. <laughs> and then uh, and then two people voted the Warriors. Um, I'm not going to say any names, but it could have been... Uh, <laughs> Ali so and Ali, so who knows, man? Did you, did you, did you fill it out twice? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying there was two votes for the Warriors. <laughs> and then, tell us, tell uh, us more about the Warriors. What do you expect out of the Warriors this year, man? Man, don't ask me that question. <laughs> but we'll talk about MVP also. So a lot of people that were getting MVP votes on that same form were LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis was getting some love, but Steph got the most love, which I was okay. kind of surprised to see. All right, all right, let's touch on that. Let's touch on that. So yeah, I actually ahead. voted Steph Curry, but I, I'll be honest. A lot of that is just kind of, that's who I want to win. Um, huh. Here's my concern about Steph Curry pulling out the MVP. I know he's going to put up some big numbers this year because he kind of has to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the key though with him is, is he going to be able to make it through the 82 games or even 70 games? He generally gets hurt at some point every year. Um, and in the past couple years, they've been able to kind of manage him because they have so much talent on the team, not rush him back, uh, limit his minutes over the course of the year. How is that going to kind of affect his health over the course of the year? And that may dictate whether he wins MVP or not. Um, who I actually think has a great chance of running it again is uh, Giannis. He, I think, if I was to if I was to bet on it, I think I'd bet Giannis. Um, he's at that age where he can play all 82 games and kind of ball out all 82 games at high minutes, still developing his game. Um, yeah, he's, so he's, expect he's him what, to take it up a level. Years old? He's like 24 years old. He's, he's, a he's young. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. 
And those are the type of guys that go all out all 82 games, right? The veterans kind of take it easy and save up for the playoffs, but guys at that age are really gunning for it. So I think, I mean, realistically, I think Giannis is going to pull it off because of that. Not necessarily because maybe better than some guys, but just because that age factor and kind of energy output per night. I think, I think, you know, obviously I, I chose Steph and I do think in my heart that it's going to be Steph. But with my mind, if I'm just thinking maybe who's a potential uh, MVP winner, I might have to go Anthony Davis just because he's going to have something to prove, you know, signing that deal with Clutch and causing all that chaos with the NBA. Like he has a lot to prove in the NBA. You know, they wouldn't they wouldn't hesitate to give it to, you know, a big name like that in a big market like that. You know what I mean? Especially considering mm-hmm. L.A. hasn't had an MVP or, like, a really good team in a while. And there's just all this buzz around L.A. Yeah. Anthony Davis might win it. He has something to yeah. prove this year. Off the bat, Fair. he's been looking good in, in preseason, man. I know it's preseason, and they played the Warriors a couple times. And he's going to look a lot better playing with LeBron James. Let's just right. give it up. Like, LeBron James is going to make him look a hell of a lot better. Like, he's going to catch the ball in the pick and roll at the perfect spot. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look nice with Anthony Davis. Yo, one kind of low-key thing to look out for as the season progresses. LeBron has traditionally struggled with big men a little bit. Chris Bosh, Kevin Love, although they were the third option. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. So it's going to be interesting to see how he works with the big as a second option. Uh, we've never seen LeBron really have a big man as a second option. So that'll be interesting. I mean, one, one thing for sure with... Uh, Kevin Love and Chris Bosh, he did win a championship with them. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so he did. Their production, their production just wasn't as, as great with them being the third option versus the second option, like Kyrie, yeah. Dwayne Wade. Um, another category we all voted on was Rookie of the Year, but a lot of us voted for Zion, but now we hear the news that he's out six to eight weeks. Sad. Let's think about that. Man, get well soon. Man, it's tough because I think. There were two big, uh, I guess. I know he was your guy. Well. He was your guy. You were like, yeah, for him from the beginning. Yeah, dude. But I mean, you know, there was two big criticisms when of Zion entering the league. One was developing a jump shot, which I think most people will say that he likely will over the course of his career. Um, and the second was his weight, man. His weight leading to injuries, and it kind of is, you know, nerve wracking to see him already have some knee issues early on at this point in his career Um, because with with having that being 285 pounds logically you would think that that's only going to impact his knees you know more over the course like think about the force that he's landing with 285 pounds coming down from like 75 feet in the air exactly dude yep yep the guy's like a pogo stick yeah man so I'm hoping that he actually sets some of that weight, dude. He gets down to like a 265. I think that would be most healthy for him. Might change his game at, a little I bit, see but him at around two, like 250. Just yeah, dude. I'm lean, just lean. He'll probably get way higher. He'll be I so agree. quick, still powerful. Mm-hmm. I agree. But it's sad, man. It's sad to see that six to eight weeks. So. Yeah. So I mean, assuming he goes down now, who do you guys think? I know uh, might win Rookie of the Year. I know how's your high on uh, Michael Porter. Yeah, I mean, with with Michael Porter, I like it. Uh, but the more I think about it, too, he's he's on a really good team, man. The Nuggets have have some depth. They they uh, they already have some really nice shooting guards. Uh, it's he's gonna get some exposure, 
uh, playing with a really good team and down down the stretch when it comes playoff time he's gonna get some good minutes but looking at it I wouldn't be surprised if like say Jared RJ Barrett wins it uh, he's he's not on a that great of a team he's gonna be expected to take the leadership role he's gonna produce the stats yeah that's fair yeah that's fair but the Knicks are gonna win six games so <laughs> they're never gonna get- <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna win six games. Like no one's gonna get in. It's just the truth. Um, so that's pretty much it for the NBA part. I mean, a, a little preview of who we think is gonna be the champions and, and some MVP and rookie of the year discussion. Um, as as this podcast goes on, we're gonna go more in depth with like team breakdowns and stuff like that. So uh, that was just a little preview of our of our section of the podcast. Right on. Looking forward to it, boys. Oh, yeah. Thank you. All right. Dope. Peace. That was pretty good. We're good, right? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're, I'm going on a, on, a, on a championship parade if the Lakers... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on a championship Our championship parade, parade is going to be from Chicago to Insulani, bro. <laughs>
performing really well. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, I'm rooting for them. You know, I hope they get their ring soon. I know how it feels, but to answer your question, no motivation like the haters. Ugh. Perfect, perfect, man. Well, anyways, nobody cares about last year anymore. It's this year. You started off your title defense in in a great way. Started off five and one. You had a midweek showdown with the number one or number two seed, I believe it was, uh, and you were the number two seed. Uh, and you you did fall, but listen, it's just one week. You'll be back. I know it. Tell us more about how you're defending your title and what what changes you've made this year yeah uh so it's been i mean it's been a surprising year considering you know i've had plenty of injuries throughout the weeks where i'd be had players go down mid-game it's been rough right but somehow i started off five and oh i was sitting in first and i've now had back-to-back losses and yes i did have the biggest showdown this week against osman who's the heavily favorite to win it this year mm-hmm. and i came up short and the reason for that was because I traded away my defense. As the <laughs> saying goes, defense wins championships. Yep. And for some reason, I, I don't know why, but I traded away <laughs> my top player, New England defense, who've been <laughs> single-handedly carrying me this entire season with my QB out, with my receiver out. They've been consistently performing as a QB one, as a wide receiver one. So if they're listening right now, New England defense, I'm terribly sorry. I made a mistake. Uh, I hope to get you back some way, somehow, Hopefully, and I'll try man. to make a move. <laughs> nice, man. Uh, anyways, okay, so the title of this episode is Your Fantasy Team is Struggling. What do you do now? Because we're at the midway season. You know, teams are dealing with buys. They're dealing with injuries. Uh, what do you? Any words of advice you have to the people at the bottom of the league? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, like I said, I was starting off 5-0, and right? But mm-hmm. I knew there were things to fix on my team. There, for right. I didn't have to trade away New England defense, right? I could have been stubborn and been like, oh, they're getting me 20 points a game. I'm never letting them go. But in order to actually make playoffs, it's, you don't make the playoffs or win championships from strictly the players that you drafted. You know, it, right. the, right. it's a long season. And it's a tough game. So where you you know you have your players getting injured, you have people going down, you have stars not performing like they're supposed to. One of the biggest things you gotta do is just swallow your pride and just be like, okay, this guy sucks, but let me flip him for something that can help my team. You know. Mm-hmm. So you know I've been reaching out to like the people at the bottom and trying <laughs> to train them and things like that. But I don't know why. For the life of me, I don't understand. But I've never like people at the top are more. What's the word I'm looking for? They're more open to trades. Oh yes, they're more open to trades. Whereas people at the bottom are like, no, this guy's a wide receiver one. He's he's way better than <laughs> anyone else, and I'm not going to trade him for this and this player. I'm, and it's like, okay, if uh, if they're that good, why is your team so bad? Oh. You know. Like clearly there's something wrong here and you need to do something about it and I'm like I have a pretty good reputation on trading I don't I try not to rip Absolutely. anyone off I try to do you know what's fair for both teams mm-hmm. and I'll go out there to help them be like hey here's this this can help you in the long run 
give me this player and i try yeah. to do it in a fair easy way where we don't even have to negotiate as much you know what i'm saying negotiate mm-hmm. i try to make my trades where we negotiate for five ten minutes max and we cut a deal right right but, it's definitely but refreshing I, man you you are probably not probably you are definitely the fairest trader and not that many people uh have that to them and for example, like Tarek, he's, he's, I'm not going to say he's not a fair trader, but he also has a reputation of ripping people off. He's a shark. Our league is filled with sharks. Oh, yes, absolutely. There are sharks. And somehow these sharks keep eating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, not as much this year because his reputation has been thrown out into the fire and people right. know what he's about. But, you know, there's other people, I'm not going to call them out specifically, but there are people out there who are consistently stealing from people especially the bottom people and for some right. reason they'll do trades with them but not with something that makes more sense for their team but at this point we're more than halfway into the season and you know i've tried helping out and it's like if those people want to be stubborn and sit with the team let them sit with their team there's nothing you can do they're going to stay there you know right there's right. a reason why the top six keep to me make the top six right and uh i know our last place team uh he has a famous phrase it's called i die with my team <laughs> i mean what can you say right like this I, know exact, I think the whole league knows exactly who you're talking about this dude went to three straight finals won two championships but for the life of him cannot get out of 11 cannot get above 11th place for the last it's three years so and strange man and it's not strange because listen to his saying, right? What am I telling you? It's right. I ride with my players or die with my players. Well, clearly you're you're content on dying with your players every mm. single year. Tell him. Like, but the thing is, I mean, he's won. He's done his part into the league. But yeah. he has he also has the capability of continuing to make a run for the GOAT title. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He can oh, yeah, be he's definitely in there. Oh, but it's just like, why not help yourself? to get to that title you know what i'm saying yep exactly anyways man let's uh let's get to the last question for you uh i have the the question is right now who is your top three top three i'm gonna start with number three i'm gonna go with vicky okay number two gotta go with the heavy favorite osman Mm. and number one as a champ you can't count yourself out you know Ah. what i'm saying with me so no, top three teams, me, Osman, and Vicky. Yes, I just lost to Osman. It was a tough loss. Right, right. But I, I see myself making a few more moves where I can solidify my team and start scoring those high points. Everyone's used to seeing me score and just get my team back on track to win another title. That's the game plan, right? You can't count yourself yep. out. So It's cool because our league from 3 to 11 is so tight. It's one game difference. Dude, so I've any- never seen anything like this in the history insane. of the league. We're from third to eleventh place is all one game apart. I've never yep. seen anything like it. And then yep. if I lose to Vicky this week, it's just going to be the same thing going on the next week too, and things mm-hmm. get tighter. Yep. Yep. Well, so thank you for having me on your podcast. It's been an yeah. honor, and I hope to do this again. Hope to sit down with you, Haya, and Tarek some point later on in the season. Oh yeah, maybe maybe I can get on your number one episode again next season where I win my second title. Ah, uh... try to get that goat title next to my name. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But it's been an honor. Your podcast has been great, and Hell props yeah. to all you guys to what you guys are doing. Thanks for the kind words, Arafat. 
uh, Tarek Hayat and I have been putting in some hard work, and uh, it's it's good to see the positive reception around it, man. And uh, I definitely look forward to to speaking with you again. Uh, good luck the rest of the season until you play me in the playoffs. Sounds good. <laughs> see you then. Hello. your buns you are a bum oh you are a bum oh you are a bum 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 I'm winning you, ba-bum-ba-bum Your team is ass Why you wanna try me, you bum? Why you wanna try me, you bum?